Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday. We changing it to real Friday. We're going to touch on some things you may or may not know. And some things you just might just say, damn. I'm your host, OG. And as always, if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. Let's start with some Friday quick hits. And we're going to jump right in. First on uh, the Friday quick hits, we got a... Uh, Shoes finally, the other shoes finally dropped at ESPN. Rachel Nichols' show, The Jump, has been canceled. My question is, what took so long? Because if Maria Taylor had said something about her being a diversity hire, she probably would have been gone that week. So, I just got some advice for Rachel. Uh, next time you want to be racial, Rachel, make sure the hot mic is off. See ya. Next in the quick hits, Dak Prescott, Prescott is finally off uh, the quick the the pitch count, and he should be ready to start Game One of the season against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, Dak has a good game. I'm not really expecting him to win. Hard knocks sucks. It's all about Jerry. If Jerry's not on there, I don't even want to see it. The coaches are horrible. McCarthy is the worst actor there is. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Next on Quick Hits, we got Serena Williams pulled out of the U.S. Open. Serena needs to approach the rest of her career different. I mean, she wants to get to the magical 24 most all-time Grand Slams, and I understand that. But her body's breaking down on her. I think she needs to pick a couple of tournaments a year from here on out if she's going to continue to play. I mean, I don't think she's washed up. But, like, since having the baby, it's clearly taking a toll on her. I mean, she looks great. But like I said, the nagging injuries, she needs to pick a couple of tournaments a year, get in really, really tip-top shape, calm down some of the stuff she's doing on the outside, get this taken care of, and then I think the rest of her career she could just glide into. Like, you know, it won't be a necessary thing for her to win. She's just doing it because she still loves it. But right now it seems like she's pressing. It's like she wants to get 24 out of the way. She should have got it done a couple years ago, last year before the pandemic hit, but – now it just seems like she's laboring. She's not doing it for the love. It's just she's just out there. And like I said, she's gonna have to approach the rest rest of her here, rest of her career different. And more news, quick hits. Shikari Richardson is still out there talking. Now we've all thrown our support behind her, especially eleven-time gold medalist. Allison Felix. Listen, Shikari. Winning a gold, 11-time gold medalist like Allison Felix encourages you, gives you advice. You need to listen. I got two words for you. Shut up! It had to be said. Stop playing the victim. Get a publicist. And most important, go to practice. Oh, I forgot. You're the sixth fastest woman of all time. Newsflash, Jamaica called. You can have that. They don't want it. Moving on. More on quick hits. Nerland, Noel basketball player, is suing Rich Paul, Dwayne's number one homeboy and his agent, for misrepres- misrepresenting him. He got offered $70 million. And wasn't tops in any major category in the NBA. I mean, he might have been up there in blocks, but got offered four years, seventy million. 
he said Rich told him to turn it down. Now, they were at a party when this conversation took place. So I'm thinking what happened was Rich got a little too full, thought Nerlens Noel was LeBron for some reason, said, ah, we can do better than that. But like I said, the agent works for you, Nerlens. He works for you. But these kids have such a warped sense of who they are and what they do and what their status is. He was like, yeah, I'm worth way more than that. And the one thing he forgot, your agent works for you. So if 70 million sounded good to you, you should have been like, I'm going to take that. I mean, y'all could have had a dialogue about it, but still, I'm, I'm taking that. Your agent works for you. Let's be real. Dallas came to their senses. You played yourself. Good luck with the lawsuit. And welcome to mid-level exception for the rest of your career. I mean, he's been playing pretty good, so maybe he'll get a little more than that. I think his last contract, he, he did. But, yeah, New Orleans, you can give that up. Coming last on uh, the quick hits is uh, a little aggravating. These these uh, celebrity boxing matches, they need to stop. It's getting way over the line, and somebody's going to get hurt. And this weekend might be the weekend that actually happens. Tyrone Woodley against the other Paul brother. They had the presser yesterday, and somebody, a couple of guys from the Paul camp got into it with Woodley's mom. Woodley was about to set it off, or, or so I thought. Don't get me wrong, mom's a G. She was about to handle it on her own, but they, they, they went way overboard with that. I mean, they actually took this guy out. Woodley was like semi-incense, but that's his mom. He's in there, I'm like, Let's take all the tough guy stuff out of it. He's in there talking about he wants an apology. That's your mom, dude. Like he said, forget the bag, forget the event. You're not about to talk to my mom any kind of way. So he was going off, telling the guy he's greenlit as soon as he sees him. Then this happened. which changed my whole perspective on the whole thing. He's there screaming about he wants an apology. And all of this, and then they taking the guy out. The guy's still being belligerent, saying crazy things about his team, still talking crazy about his mom. The security walked the guy right past Tyrone Woodley. Now, I don't advocate violence. I don't. But that's his mom. He's a UFC fighter. He should have knocked his ass out. It couldn't have been me. I'm just saying. Like I said, I don't advocate violence. But if somebody was to ever speak to my mom in that, that manner, they'd wake up in somewhere other than a normal place. What in the world? I'm like, these guys are supposed to be the toughest guys on the world. This guy sit there and pretty much verbally assaulted your mom, and you wanted an apology. How about choke his ass out? How about that? That's what I'm talking about. How about, how about choke his ass out? So he needs to lay waste to the Paul brother like, like Floyd should have. And if he doesn't, whatever this, what this guy was calling your team, that's exactly what they are. No ifs, ands, or buts. He need to, I know these guys are trying to make I don't knock anybody's hustle, but that was a little bit too much for me. 
that's I mean okay the theatrics and all like yeah okay you want to sell the fight but when do we 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 take it to slinging mud at, at people's moms like I said maybe he's a better guy better man than I am because like I said mom is sacred and dude would have got choked out that's all I'm saying not advocating violence just saying that some things you just don't do and playing with mama is one of those moving on to things you may or may not know happening in the NFL. Jameis Winston finally got the starter nod from Mr. Sean Payton. Imagine that. Number one pick in the draft in a battle with uh, a guy who's not a quarterback. Like I said, the, the cuteness, like I said, is a war off on me. I like Sean Payton. He's a good guy. But like I said, he's, he's a little too cute for, for my taste. And how long are they going to hang these 30 interceptions over Jameis' head? The game humbles you. The game humbles you. Jameis has been humbled beyond anything. Yes, Jameis is goofy, but the talent is real. He's only one of eight quarterbacks ever throw the for 5,000 yards. He had three different coaches in, what, the four or five years that he's been there. Bruce Arian didn't win anything. Tom Brady is the one that was the de facto coach of that team, so his knocks on him like, yeah, he coached Ben, he coached Peyton. They had – High interceptions, too. But you don't see anybody knocking them down. And they weren't even – well, Peyton was the number one pick, but uh, Ben wasn't. Get off of him. Let him play. No, they would have never done this to any other number one pick. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Taysom Hill got like a $40 million, and he's not even a quarterback. I'm just, I'm just tired of the, the double standard. That, it's right there in your face. And now, like I said, I'm just hoping they didn't set Jameis up. Because they're saying that the team is on the on the, the, the down spiral. We're going to see. I still think they if they don't win the division, they're going to be number two. And I think Jameis can handle it. He just needs to keep his head down for right now until he makes them give him a big contract or he goes somewhere else. But like I said, they're always talking about the black quarterback. Like I said, Lamar Jackson can't throw, and Jameis is a turnover machine. One guy was MVP. And like I said, the other guys are one of only eight quarterbacks to throw for 5,000 5, yards in a season. So, once again, the black quarterback is here to stay. We're not going anywhere. Look around. It's getting dark. Something else you may or may not know, Teddy Bridgewater was also named the starter in Denver. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. I guess Fangio wanted to keep his job, so Teddy Two Gloves is the guy. People, uh, the the Broncos are going to be a sleeper team, I believe, because they have weapons on both sides of the ball. They got a solid defense. They had a couple people hurt, but now everybody seems to be healthy, and they got weapons on the outside and a good running back. And like I said, Teddy Two Gloves is steady Eddie. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's not going to make crazy plays. The only part that's wrong with him is if they get behind, you know, him, he doesn't have the strongest arm. Him, he's not going to be able to just let it go, but he's going to keep you in games. And if it's close most of the time, you got a 50-50 shot of him. Probably even 60-40 because he doesn't turn the ball over. So, like I said, uh, Denver's going to be a sleeper team out in the West, even playing against uh, the Chiefs. So, look out for them and Teddy Two Gloves. More NFL, which you may or may not know, Cam Newton and the Mac Jones saga. 
Man, can they please start the rookie? Please start the rookie. He's checked down Charlie. He's a perfect example of them setting some quarterbacks up to succeed and setting other quarterbacks up to fail. Now, Cam Newton is a former MVP. He's been to the Super Bowl, won a national championship. So how is a guy like Mac Jones, like I said, Cam is older or whatever the case may be. He possesses things that Mac Jones will never be able to do. But this guy who hasn't played one down of professional football, all of a sudden he's just outshining Cam Newton. Hasn't taken a snap in a real game, but he's just all of a sudden outshining Cam Newton. And the fact that they're talking about Cam knows what the protocols are. He's Like I say, he's a star, so he's going to be going around, moving around, going places. There's no misunderstanding. That, come on, just say what it is. They want the kid to start, but they're looking for a reason to get him to start. I hope they start him. I want to see the Titanic again. I want to see the time. And I'm like, and that's not because I want to see him fail. Because this kid, I mean, he may be, he may be what they say he's gonna be some years down the road. But right now, he's no nothing but a check down Charlie. And these great reviews of him hitting all of these. Uh he went 20 for 20 in practice. And yeah. Preseason and it's practice. And nobody's trying to knock his head off. Let's be for real, people. I'm a little tired of it. And like I said, the double standard is so blatantly clear now that, you know, you, you can't you can't even ignore it. But Cam's probably going to start the season. But like I said, if he didn't, I'd be happy. Because then after the Titanic sinks, he can pick up the pieces. He probably won't be there next year anyway. That's just my thought on it. Now, Justin Fields. What is he possibly going to learn from Andy Dalton? I've said this over and over again. If Andy Dalton is the bridge to him being the starter, well, the bridge has a hole in the middle of it. What is Andy Dalton going to teach Justin Fields? Justin Fields is probably better than Andy Dalton right now or when Andy Dalton was at his peak. They hit him in Cincinnati. and I'm not going to say he didn't have good years in Cincinnati. He didn't win no playoff games. So that's the guy you want want him to emulate. Okay, you know, I give you the fact that Andy Dalton is a he's a professional. He's a professional's professional. But I mean that's the only part of him I would want him to emulate. That's it. I'm like, you can't when the when the fire's hot, you can't keep taking him out. Like, oh, we don't want to play him against this defense because something might happen to him. It makes absolutely no sense. If he's the guy, he's the guy. It doesn't matter who's out there. I mean, I understand them, him being the number one pick. They already messed up Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky came back to town and killed him. That should let you know right there. Nagy and the GM, they're not the guys to develop talent. They're not. So them being cautious, just do what you need to do is get rid of the coach. Nagy should have been gone a couple of years ago. When they drafted Trubisky, they should have been gone. You don't even want to know who else was in that, that draft with Trubisky. Okay, you twist them arm. I'll tell you. Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. But they drafted Trubisky. I rest my case. Anyway, good luck to Justin Fields. Now, once again, the Cincinnati Bengals have decided to let Joe Barrow play in a preseason game. Imagine that. 
Guy had a season in the injury last year. Only had got only had four games on his belt. And like I said, to my surprise, he he played better than I actually thought he would. But uh not playing him in the preseason, I'm like, he hasn't had real football action. And from what they're saying in the camp, he's gun shy. Why wouldn't you play him every preseason game? He's got to get in some sort of rhythm. So opening day, is gonna throw him out there to get him killed. I'm not understanding. He's the franchise quarterback, but you don't want to give him any reps in a game, but you want to throw him out there the first game and be like, okay, everything's going to be okay. You know, we kept people off you in preseason, so he needs reps. He needs reps. Don't know how he's going to look, but I guess they're hoping him by playing him, he can get first-round pick that he played college with. He can get Jamar Chase to catch the ball. Uh, chased that out last year, and he's got a bad case of the drop season. Now, I've seen this kid in college he, uh, with Jefferson and the other wide receiver from LSU. Uh, this kid, he, he was better than both of them, but now it seems he can't hang on to the ball. You know, Stickham's outlawed. You can't get that. going to have to catch the ball, Rook. And, yeah, the safeties in pro football hit. And you just can't run away from people like you used to. That's why it's called – pro football so hopefully they can hook up get on the same page bro will stop being gun shy and chase will get back to his exceptional ways but that remains to be seen now moving on to mr trevor lawrence side note his college buddy travis Etienne, is out for the season looks like a broken foot uh trevor he probably was looking forward to having Travis back there just to be a little bit comfortable because it seems like he's going to be running for his life most of the year. He doesn't look bad, but it, it, it's not going to be good for him. The line, I wouldn't say the offense because, like, he's the – in my opinion, he's the real deal. But hopefully he makes it to, to the end of his contract because I can see him beating the path out of town. He's like, I just need to get to the end of my contract. I mean, maybe they'll get better. Who knows, and he might want to stay. But to me, Irvin Meyer is way in, way over his head. He's a rah-rah guy. These guys are millionaires. His type of coaching only works in – I mean, don't get me wrong. I think uh, he's a good football guy. But the pros are totally different, and he's finding out already. Like I said, hopefully he won't get sick by game six and his ulcer acts back up and he has to go be with his family and then pops back up on TV. For the long haul, I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's going to make it the season. He's already with the facial expressions and on the sideline like he needs some Pepto. So I, I think he's in over his head, and I think uh, Trevor Lawrence can't wait to get out of town. Jacksonville is a place where number one quarterbacks go to die. So, I mean, I wish him all the luck, but I don't think it's going to be good for him. Uh, once again, uh, Tra Travis Etienne hopes he gets well soon. And Trevor, I hope you're still alive by the time season's over. Okay, the Pats have been busy with all the offseason uh, all the offseason acquisitions they they had. They they traded uh, Sony Michelle. To the Rams for uh, draft picks and considerations, which lets you know that the Rams are going for broke. I think it's all or nothing this year. I'm, it's like McVeigh is acting like he's about to get fired if, if they don't at least make an appearance in the Super Bowl. Uh, so he's putting all his chips in the middle of the table. 
the Pats also get a cornerback Wade from the Ravens. So they're, they're tightening up on the defensive end too. So, like I said, if the if the Patriots start the rook, I won't unless they take him out. You won't hear from them again. You won't hear from them again unless Cam unless Cam is the quarterback. That kid's simply not ready. But they're making moves to uh, shore up the team to where they can contend. So it's all gonna be on the quarterback. So we'll see how that goes. And like I said, the Rams the Rams are really trying to trying to win. Win-win. Uh, McVay's not really a gambling type guy, but I don't know. They must have told him something upstairs because he is not playing. He's got another Georgia running back, so he's about to draw up. Uh, he's about to get into his uh, mad scientist phase. Run that offense. He's got Matt Stafford, uh, so we're gonna see what what happens. Okay, a couple of notes from the NBA. We got. Larry Markkinen finally gets traded from Chicago to the Cavs. Cavs are sending Larry Nance Jr. to Portland. Not a bad swap, but if I was Chicago, I don't know what went down in Chicago, but I would have kept Markkinen. Markkinen is like a young, smaller, more athletic Dirk Nowitzki. So with the guys they got around him, I, I would have did everything in my power to try to keep him. I don't know if he had Warriors welcome or he had it in with management. I knew he was injured most of last year, but I don't know what that. Was. I don't know why you would let a talent like that. I mean, okay, I understand you, you traded or whatever, but uh, I would have tried to keep him. And Larry Nance Jr. He's he's a good role player. I think he'll help Portland out a little. Uh, whether he plays the three or the four, he, he'll help them a, a little. He's a, a good offensive rebounder, so that that's good for them. Still might not be enough to catapult Dame and CJ to where they want to go because the West is going to be a beast next year, but you never know. Something else could be in, in the works. With Chauncey out there, I'm pretty sure uh, he's he's going to get them going in the right direction. Another news, Jared Dudley retired. And joining the Mavs coaching staff, LeBron's personal cheerleader is gone now. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna stop. Jerry Dudley is, is a good guy. Uh, you know, you need a guy like him on your team. He's 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 not way past his playing prime. He can still give you a couple of minutes here or there, but you know, you can see that was gonna be his his long term uh, long term path. Former ACC Player of the Year, so I got love for him for that because that is the only conference in college basketball. So, but uh, we wish he's a solid guy. I'm pretty sure LeBron's gonna miss him. Good luck to Jerry Dudley. Also, Nick the Quick Van Exel is joining the Atlanta Hawks coaching staff, which is another good move. Uh, maybe he can uh, show uh, Ice Trey a little something. That's that's a good uh, that's a good match. Nick was, like I said, Nick Nick had a great uh, great career, not a Hall of Fame career, but Nick Nick was good in in his time. And I'm pretty sure Ice Trey can learn a few things from him. But uh, also rumors out there that. Ray John Rondo, potential landing spot, might be with the Lakers. Imagine that. Rondo and Brody, a.k.a. Russell Westbrook, on the same team. How could they coexist? Well, let me see. Rondo is a true point guard. They should have never got rid of him. Rondo is the only guy I've seen that can make AD play like he's supposed to. When he plays, like, when he was with the Lakers, I mean, LeBron didn't, 
care about seeing him leave because he's the wave LeBron often games. If you're a Laker fan, you you know what I mean. I mean, I, I didn't watch the Lakers like that, but he would wave LeBron off and make AD repost and give people work. He wouldn't let him cop out for the jumper. He'd be like, no, repost, get your ass in the box and get this work done. So them getting him back would be would go a long ways to uh, helping the Lakers because at some point in the Lakers uh, season next year, they're going to have to figure out who the number one is. Little hint, it ain't LeBron James. Okay, yeah. So him and Brody, that would be uh, that would be something crazy. There's also a rumor out there that uh, Pat Bev might also join the Lakers. I kind of believe that more than the, the Rondo because, you know, LeBron loves a dog. If he could get Pat Bev on there to irritate people, you know, to keep them off of him, that would be great for them. So I kind of might believe that one. Also, the Warriors are looking into a serious trade, trading the, the rookie Wiseman and Wiggins out of a Golden State. But, I mean, I can't uh, deny or confirm it's just on the waiver wire. But, uh, like I said, the Golden State Warriors should have never drafted Wiseman. Their offense doesn't doesn't flow like that. They don't go through the post. It's a motion offense. They, the, the center – Wiseman can average 24 to 25 points in this league. Easy. Because he's got, he's got a post presence and he has the jump. He has the stretch four. He can play five or he can go play the stretch four and get your buckets outside. But he's basically left, right, left block, right block. You know, he's a big man. So, I don't know why they drafted him instead of LaMelo Ball because they needed another trigger man. So, now they got Draymond and they got Iggy back. Although Iggy's older, I don't know if the impact's going to be the same, but he can get, he knows what these like to do, these guys like to do best, but it's going to be all about can he knock down shots or, you know, can he, can he keep the pressure off of him? Because, like I said, LeBron, uh, Draymond's, I've been saying he's going to have to get his step his uh, offensive game up because if he's not averaging at least 10 points, you know, he's doing the it bogs down the bogs down the offense. Now, Iggy the same thing. He's going to I guess they're going to spot play him because there's no way he's going to play 30 to 35 minutes and being as effective. But if you put him in in the first quarter or if they're in a lull, you want to get him going, you put him in the game, give him he can give you probably 10 or 15 good minutes or down the stretch you play him like the last 5 minutes. But uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, Golden State's going to be good next year. And, like, Steph will probably get a chance. Last year was, right, despite what people think, last year was the first year that Steph actually led the team. Like I said, he's been the face of the, of the team, face of the franchise, but he, he has, has never been a de facto leader. Last year, he was a leader. He was a leader. So now he's got his, uh, his man game on. He's a little bit more vocal. So... Let's let's see what happens, and I don't know if Draymond's gonna be long for the Warriors after this uh, little little sit down with uh, Kevin Durant, but uh, we'll see. But well, that's all I have for for real Friday. This your boy OG, and until next time, I'm out.